Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I am talking with Amy Terry. Amy, thank you for squeezing me into your calendar. Of course, I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great conversation. So, Amy is is um, well, she's she's a realtor. She she's a broker. She's a real estate guru, really, who helps business owners and individuals learn how to build wealth through real estate. But she does it in lots of different ways. And so, hang hang with me today. Because I want to dive in deep because real estate is one of those great assets that I think scares a lot of people, Amy, and they don't know how to get started. And they're like, well, I don't have $300,000. Well, you probably don't need that. But I'm going to let you answer those questions. But as we get into this whole discussion, Amy, tell me, how in the world did you get to doing what you do today? Sure, sure. So I actually had zero ambition to get into the real estate world. Uh, but my best friend growing up, her mom was in real estate and got us a job after school answering phones at her office. Uh, so it started there scheduling showings, answering phones. Then I graduated, went to the University of Colorado Boulder, uh, and just started working at a branch in Boulder of the same office. Uh, again, still no interest pre law planning to go to law school the whole time interned with the DA. Uh, and then graduation was approaching. I got my law school acceptance and I didn't tell anybody for like two weeks. And I think it was a good kind of gut check of like, is this really what I want to do? And so I, you know, went to my parents and then I went to an agent that I was working for as his assistant during college who I just really trusted his advice. And we talked about the pros and cons and, um, ultimately decided let's do a one-year deferment on my acceptance to law school get my real estate license. He could use the help. Uh, so I graduated in May, got my license in July, started working with him. And that was almost 18 years ago. Wow. So just kind of took off from there, never went to law school. Uh, I still think about it once in a while now for uh, real estate. Um, but because I got my license so young, I bought my first property at 23 because I felt like a fraud selling real estate if I didn't own any. So I bought a little short sale condo that my dad helped me fix up and a friend from college moved in and rented the spare bedroom. And she was paying more a month than I was for this property that I owned and I was like hooked. So from there, I just kind of built a real estate portfolio and then kind of kept diving into all the different aspects and ways to make money in real estate. Very, very cool. So that, that was a few years ago, but I love what you said there is, is really you just, you, you dove in, you bought a property and you rented out a bedroom. And so you were mm -hmm. living in the other, the other bedroom or the other part of the house. Yep. Okay. So let, let's dive in there because a lot of business owners, I mean, they could do that or they could buy a property and rent it out and talk, just talk about, you don't have to get nitty gritty and things, but the, sure. the leverageability of buying a property and then I've heard some people say, I just buy a property a year or a property every other year. And just talk some concepts like that, because sure. I think a lot of people just don't understand real estate in, in all the different ways they can do it. Yeah, 100 percent. And I don't you know, there's a lot of really creative ways. And I don't really believe in any kind of get rich quick with real estate. Right. It's just smart investing over time. But yeah, I, I mean, the first thing is I really encourage people to buy as soon as they can. 
know that it's not your dream home. You're just getting your foot in the door. You're purchasing a property. If you can purchase something with room for roommates, even better. And then from there, the best way I believe for people to get their first investment property is to turn their primary residence into a rental and then move into their new primary. And the reason for that is because the down payment requirement is much smaller on a primary residence. Your interest rate is going to be much better than if you buy it as an investment property. And so you're able to build that portfolio quicker with less money out of pocket and better payments. So when you buy something as a primary, you only have to live there for a year and then you can rent it out and you get to keep that same primary uh, residency interest rate. And that's really how I built a lot of my properties is continually moving and upgrading homes and just keeping what I had already purchased. That's just brilliant. We can be done. That's, that's enough right there. No, we never really, we're going to, I'm like, I don't know, honestly, I mean, I've read a lot of real estate books. I'm not sure if I've heard anybody talking about that basic concept of saying, here's what we're going to do. I mean, my eldest son's 28. He and his wife just bought their first house outside of Nashville. Mm -hmm. It's not their dream home, but that mm -hmm. concept right there, I could see working for them because mm -hmm. it's in a great area for rentals. And now in four years, three years or whatever, they buy another one. They buy another mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. And there's, you know, without getting into the nitty gritty, there are so many ways to still utilize that equity. Cause a lot of people are like, well, we need the money out of that house or we need to qualify. And there's a lot of ways around that. And it's just, I think the simplest way to build the portfolio of real estate. Yeah, that's awesome. And and we'll just pause right there because when we're done, Amy's going to tell you how to get a hold of her and get more information because what you bring to the table, Amy, is is not only like, you know, lots of experience doing it, but you're, you're dare I say, and I don't like the word coach, but you're, you're a resource for somebody who's thinking about doing this and go, I'm scared or I don't understand or I need this. And you're like, well, you know what? There are six ways you can get around that. Did you know that? I was like, no. And I don't have to go write all the books, right? I can yes. talk to a real person. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, you know, I, I go into more listing appointments and talk them out of selling than I take listings. And that's what I get excited <laughs> about is helping people build wealth. It's not about closing the deal. It's about having clients that I have helped them yeah. over the years build wealth and help reach their goals. So I get excited about helping people build a portfolio, not necessarily getting the deal. Uh, so that's why I have a lot of clients that tease me about turning down listings all the time. I love it. I, all right. So we're going to talk about your book when this is all done. And the, the title of your book is Don't Sell Your House. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right. Um, some of the benefits of, of investing in real estate to build wealth. It's not short term always. It can be. I know you've done some house flipping. Talk Correct. about the different, I guess, yeah, that buying, holding, all, help, give, give our audience the understanding. If you're going to do this to build wealth, what are some basic fundamentals, I guess, that we need to think about? Sure. So th the reason that I'm not a huge fan of, so to me, they're two very different animals. I will never sell a property that I own because the reality is I will never be able to replace it for what I paid for it. And especially now where we have, hopefully everyone's locked in interest rates at three or 4%, you know, to give up those is crazy as well. So it is a slower grow, but the long-term wealth is, is, is really, I think, the best way to build long-term wealth and, and massive wealth. Flipping is exciting and some people enjoy it. And there's a quick, you can make, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 in six to 12 months. Yeah. It is also extremely risky. Yes. So that's where you have to ask people, what is your risk tolerance? Are you okay if you lose money on this and you're super stressed out for a year? Yeah. I, you know, I built a spec house and it was 
it was a good experience, but I worked my <laughs> tail off for 18 months and lost about $10,000. Yeah. So, um, I think for flipping, you know, on HDTV, they make it look real easy. They come in in 24 hours and knock out these projects. There's so many underlying things that can come up in flipping. You have to have really great crews that you rely on. And it can be for people that I, you know, I have a client that he used to flip about 30 houses a year. He had five full-time crews. He bought everything in bulk. Those can be super profitable, but the one-off it's tough. I get a lot of buyers that are like, we really want to fix this house up. What's better is buy a fixer, fix it up and either live in it or rent it. Yeah. That is, in my opinion, the fastest way to grow wealth. Yeah. So instead of buy and flip, it's buy and hold really is what Correct. you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the piece that I think people don't think about either is that starts to compound. And then there's a lot of places that will give you a a line of credit based on all of your properties. So I think some people think, well, I'm never going to be able to use that equity. Like, yes, I've got, you know, 400,000 in, in my asset, but I can't use it. That's not true. A lot of people will look at, let's say you have three or four properties. They can give you a line of credit for a million dollars to go buy another one based on that equity. So I'm also all about leverage, which is, you know, everyone's different comfort level on that. But until, you know, I like to have people choose, you know, how many properties would you like to have? We're going to leverage to the hilt until we hit that number. And then we're going to pay them down as fast as we can. Yeah. So there's just so many, by keeping the property, it's so much more long-term opportunity than that quick buck of flipping a property. Yeah. And, all right. So let's talk about this because this is the other thing about, about the scares the daylights out of people in buying and holding. And I don't want to be a landlord. Okay. Yes. yes. Address that because there's, there's the elephant sure. in the room. Hundred percent. Yeah, I have a property manager because I am. This, I don't have the personality. If someone couldn't make rent, I'd probably ask them if they need grocery money. Right. You know, I don't. I don't want to manage that stuff either. I'm also not handy personally, so I'm not going to run over to fix a leak in the middle of the night. Um, I don't know nationwide, but in Colorado, the standard fee is about ten percent a month. So when we're looking at properties, we're working that into the numbers and making sure that you're breaking even or cash flowing with a ten percent management fee. Yeah. And then honestly, for me, it's I have one account where all the payments are going out and the rent's coming in, and I don't even look at it, and that money just kind of stacks throughout the year. Yeah. So we call it wake up money. You get that money for just waking up that morning. <laughs> um, and and you have to find a good a good property manager. You know, mine walk through the property every quarter so that we make sure there's not people or animals that aren't supposed to be there that it's being taken care of. Um, and also, you know, that's kind of getting into the weeds, but also looking at where you purchase, like I own in pretty affluent neighborhoods because I, I want easy tenants, but the cash flow is not as great as maybe a, a a rougher neighborhood. So lots to look at, but yeah, property manager, if you, if the numbers make sense that you can have a property manager, it really can be mindless. You don't have to deal with the day-to-day stuff. Which is, which is really good because, you know, business owners were busy, but we've got some wealth. What are you going to do? That's a great way to do it. Pay somebody to do it. And yes, it's going to eat into your cash flow, but it's going to save you on stress and stuff. Oh my gosh. And so you get much. the appreciation. And if you've got a good tenant that's going to be there, it, it just all starts, you know, playing out. Then you think legacy because you've built, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say in your, in your time, you've built 20 house, you've got 20 houses that are in your portfolio and now mm-hmm. it's time to retire. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, give me some, give me some options. I've got 20 houses. Do I sure. sell them? Do I keep them? Do I legacy them to my kids? What? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my best advice is to just hold on to those because once they're, they're free and clear, 
and rents go up every year, you're going to get a raise every year. I mean, that will be my retirement income is my rental income. Um, so that is the best option. If for some reason you do want to liquidate, you do have to think about you're going to pay taxes on that on that um, the capital gains tax. There are some options to do 1031 exchanges, but that doesn't really make sense at that point because you've got to roll that into another property. Yeah. Uh, but I have had some people that have rentals and they want to roll it into a dream second home in Vail or sure. something like that, a retirement home. Um, so yeah, I mean, my best advice would be to hold on to those properties forever. Let your kids inherit those properties. They will continue to get cash flow. Your grandkids, I mean, it can create generational wealth 100%. Yeah, it, it really can. And, and the cool thing about real estate is it's usually here to stay. Um, and it's going to appreciate over time. I mean, there's always dips and things, but by and large, over time, real estate continues to go up. And I don't care where you are, everybody needs a place to live. 100%. So yes, it's, 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 you're going to have it. And like you said, rents go up. It's like giving yourself a pay raise every, every year, you're going to get mm -hmm. a pay raise of some nature and you're providing a great service to people. It's a fairly safe investment. I mean, there, there are always mm -hmm. ways to lose money. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. But, but when you look at real estate over time and the number of people who've generated wealth and it, a lot of times it's the guy next door who started early, like yes. Amy has. Yeah. Bought some houses. And and the cool thing is you can start pretty young. You were young when you bought your first house. So speak to that young, either the young entrepreneur or the son or daughter of the person listening sure. to go. How do you encourage that college age kid? Yeah. First time home to not rent, maybe, but to buy. How do you what what do you do? Yeah. So I think some of the biggest fears um I talk to with young people is like, what if I can't make a payment? And I said, well, have you ever missed a rent payment? And usually the answer is no. Uh, and I said, it's just the same. I mean, you're making a payment monthly, except you're paying off your own mortgage versus your landlords. Um, and, and get into a payment that you feel comfortable. Uh, and then the other piece is maintenance. So I think a really great place to start is a condo. The reality is an HOA is going to take care of all the exterior, the landscaping, the insurance, the roof, the siding. So really your biggest expense would be if the furnace or hot water heater goes out and be prepared for that. Um, and then as far as financing for first home home buyers, there's a lot of programs where you can do 0% down or up to 5% down. Um, so, I mean, you can really get into a property and, you know, if you're talking about children, you know, I have a lot of people that even, with interest rates where they are they now, if they've got cash sitting around, they provide a loan for their child at an agreed upon interest rate. You can yep. record a note and deed of trust. You're making income on that money that's just sitting there. You're allowing your child to buy a property yep. cash. Um, so there are a lot of avenues. But yeah, I just I think the biggest thing is really just thinking about what scares you about owning mm -hmm. and then kind of working backwards of how you solve those. And and the other piece I really, you know, lay on is with rent goes up every year. So if you're worried about financing and having to make monthly payments, at least, you know, whatever you agree upon, you're locked in for 30 years. That's not going to change. Yeah. You know, in Denver, we've really, unfortunately seen it, people getting priced out, you know, rents go up two, three, four, 500 a year. They can no longer stay there. So, you know, buying is actually a very safer and secure option once you get over the fears of it. Yeah. And that's good. And that's, that's, all the more reason to, to reach out to Amy and have, have these conversations with her because what she's talking about is, is a framework, a mindset. It's how you're thinking 
about creating long-term wealth. And so many times we we get on the wrong side of that equation. I'm not sure if I can do it. And you're like, well, how many times have you missed a payment? Well, there's a real simple question. Yeah. And what kind of lifestyle and, and all those, to be able to have somebody like Amy in your, in your corner to say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. And how can you, Amy, help me build long-term wealth when I'm 28 and I've got a wife and two kids? What's that look like? Well, I bet Amy's been there. I bet she's helped a lot of people to say, here's what you need to be thinking about. Here's some options. And helping you create that that long-term buy and hold process. I really mm -hmm. like that because that takes a lot of fear out of it to know this is this is well, dare I say better than your 401k, but um it, it's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little well, yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think it's safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, we're not giving financial advice here, but yes. I really yeah. am intrigued by building long-term wealth through real estate. Amy, how, how does somebody reach out to you or, or have a conversation or ask questions or get more information about you and if this has intrigued them a bit and they're like, okay, she talked about a couple of things that were different. How, how do they reach out to you? Sure, sure. So just really simple old school. You can email me, which is just amyterry at 8z.com. The other option is you can find me on Instagram. And from there, I have a link tree that you can set an appointment with me, a call, um, learn more information about me in general. And that is amyterry8z realtor. Excellent. I love it. And 8Z, explain to the audience why it's 8Z. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're a Colorado homegrown brokerage. Uh, and the name 8Z came from all the zip codes in Colorado start with the number 8. I think that's great. When I saw that, I thought that's really fun. So anyway, uh, go check out our website. It's a really good website too. Y'all have done, done great work there. But um, I'm going to have that what you just talked about in the show notes so people can, can reach out if they're driving or exercising right now. They can go to the show notes. Find out about Amy Terry and uh, how she can help you build long-term wealth using real estate. Um, I mean, she can help you do a lot of other things too. She, she's obviously a successful realtor. If you're buying in Colorado, you need to just talk to her anyway. Um, but she she does a lot of mentoring with with realtors and things. So she, she's just yeah. got this real estate portfolio, but she has this business career portfolio that she does a lot of things. We just scratched the surface today. Amy, thank you for being my guest on Expert Speak. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.